Welcome to Life Behind Bars, produced and created by 50mm Media. Welcome to Life Behind Bars. Today, in our final episode of the series, we're talking about the death penalty. Um, as I say, it is the final episode in the series. It has been a really enjoyable series from my perspective to, to put together. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed yeah, it. Sure. I hope you guys have enjoyed watching it. Where we're going from here, we're not quite sure, and I'll pick that up a little bit at the end. But what we want to do now is really just get into today's subject, which, as I say, is the death penalty. I'm going to put out a... I guess a disclaimer slash warning beforehand. We are going to talk about um, some uh, you know, some historic um, cases. We're going to talk about some recent cases, and we're going to almost certainly probably get relatively heated in the sense of talking about some current, uh, let's let's say, murderers or criminals, for example, that have been convicted and sentenced to X, but whether they should have been convicted and sentenced to Y. So it. it I just want to put the warning out there that there are going to be some elements that people may agree with, may disagree with, or may find slightly difficult to listen to. So that's, that's going out there first and foremost. Death penalty then. Should we start with countries that have the death penalty, countries that don't have the death penalty, as it stands now? Yeah, we'll start off with the basis of what other people do, what it, we did. Yeah, so we, we, we abolished the death penalty in... Uh, well, on a moratorium in 1965, took it off in 1969 on a free vote in Parliament, politicians on their conscience, not on their um, politics. However, it was only for murder that the death penalty was banned at that time. Yeah. It still existed for treason, arson in naval dockyards, piracy on the high seas, uh, espionage and high treason offence against the Crown. Got rid of them little by little. 1971 they dumped some, 1981 they dumped some, and we still had treason and piracy until 1998. Is it still true that you can be, we still have the death penalty for, for treason, crimes against the Crown, only at a time of war. Uh, no, I think they've changed that as well because uh, under the Human Rights Act, or the second part of the Human Rights Act, we signed in 1998 and placed it in law, it takes the death penalty off for all reasons whatsoever. Okay. Because the danger with uh, people in, in times of war is once again the state of mind. Yeah. Remember, people are under horrific conditions when you're going to war, aren't you? You're seeing things and dealing with things that uh, are horrific. Uh, and you can't judge a man or a woman by refusing or failing to do what you think is their duty and go, we're going to shoot you by firing squad. Why? Because, because you didn't do that. Because without looking at the state of mind. So I, you, I think you'll find it doesn't exist even for that in times of war now. Uh, yeah, um, you might be sentenced to something. You can still be sentenced if they believe that you truly are deserting and all that. But you may be liable to a life sentence rather than the death penalty, which is a different... That's the subtle difference between the two. Because I think there is some countries, isn't there, where they have it for like extreme reasons, like oh, absolutely, but yes, not yeah, yeah. for anything else. Whereas yeah, yeah, I think we yeah. are totally abolished. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's obviously the UK. We used to obviously have um, public executions up until 1868. That's when we abolished public executions, and because prior to 1868, public executions were done as a deterrent. If people see you being executed, they go, "I don't want to commit a crime because that can happen to me." Yeah. And the adverse effect happened. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is where. You know, people were coming out to watch 
a show effect. It was like going out for yeah. a day. M macabre enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, like, was it's like the Roman uh, theatres. Exactly. Yeah, 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 where exactly. people went to actually see people get torn yeah. apart. And, it, it became and I think it a, um, a day out almost, yeah. didn't it? And it yes. the, the, almost a carnival atmosphere. Absolutely. And I think the last public execution in, in the UK had like 10,000 10, people or something like that. It was a big number. And so then they went, Actually, this isn't a deterrent anymore, so let's yeah. put it inside. So we did that, and obviously we abolished it, as we said. And actually, we were executing people all the way up until 1964. I think the last execution uh, was, was uh, uh, August, if I remember rightly, the 4th of August, 1964, one in Manchester, one in Liverpool, yeah. both co-convicted of murdering yeah, another man, time, yeah. but they just kept them in separate prisons. They just happened to be the last before 1965 turned yeah. up. But we will talk in a minute about those that just missed it, Yes. But their yeah. crimes were committed when it still existed. Yeah, but they sense yeah. <laughs> and I should, I, I should point out, uh, coincidentally, I don't know, ironically, I'm not sure what it is, where the studio we actually filmed this show in, um, because what, what you see now on, on, on your screens, if you're watching this or, or on YouTube or any of the other channels, is what you're seeing as a backdrop is not what we're seeing right now. We're actually in a, in a studio with a, which is which is green screens, and then uh, Matt and Paul do a fantastic job of then making it, giving you the finished product. And the studio we're filming is above the execution room in Shrewsbury Prison. So right now we're actually sat above the execution room, yeah. and in fairness, Graham pretty much is on top of the execution beam. Yeah. There would have been an old block and tackle sitting up here, yeah. with which, which would yeah. which would have gone through. So, um, so you know, it, it's something we obviously get. On. Anyway, let's talk about the countries. So I, I guess I'll give you a, a very quick, I've got a list here of countries. I mean, Afghanistan, it's still legal. Algeria, it's suspended, obviously you can go alphabetically. Um, Bahamas, it's legal. Bahrain, it's legal. Bangladesh, it's legal. Barbados, it's legal. Yes. I'm surprised by that one. And the usual, the usual, the China, it's legal. Well, I'm, I'm getting there, I'm slightly oh, moving on. Yeah, again. Belarus, uh, Belize, Botswana, they're all legal. Brazil. Brazil says extreme only. Mm. So I don't know what that means. What's an extreme crime? Uh, That'll be interpreted by them. Well, exactly. It's Te terrorism, I, multiple killings, or I think it will be terrorism. That'll be their definition. I think, I think looking at it, it was around terrorism or treason or something. Yeah, and, and I've got, you know, Cameroon suspended, Central African Republic suspended, Chile extreme only. Then I'll pick up some more legals. Suspended, I think the suspended in this. Thing was talking about people who have it as haven't ruled it, haven't out. scrapped it. No. It's not yeah. out in their well, law, but they haven't. Did for years. But they haven't actually. Yeah. Because I think it was sixty-five. Yeah, sixty-five. We suspended it, but it wasn't until sixty-seven, sixty-nine that yeah, we actually abolished. Yeah. Yes. Um, China uh, legal. Um, Cuba legal. Dominica legal. Um, uh, Egypt legal. Um, I'm just having a quick flick through, picking up some of them. Gambia legal, Ghana has been suspended. Um, Guatemala is that Guatemala? Extreme only. I'm surprised by some of these. Yeah. Um, India is still legal. I didn't know yeah. that. Iran, Iraq, um, still legal. Israel, extreme only. Jamaica legal. I wouldn't have thought that, but knowing Barbados because they're Caribbean islands, it's you know that that does make some sense. Well, remember those countries are a throwback to the British system, which they held on to after we moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let me pick these ones up. So Jordan is, is legal. Kazakhstan abolished. Mm. But it's starred. And what they're saying is that, uh, actually Sierra Leone is the same, and Kazakhstan passed laws abolishing counter-punishment in 2021, 
but neither law took effect in time to change the country's status on the Amnesty International 2021 list. Yeah. So they weren't there quite in time to, to add it as a list. But um, I'll just pick through the, 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 a few more. Kenya has been suspended. Lebanon is legal. Um, Libya is legal. Malaysia is legal. Um, Morocco suspended. Nigeria, North Korea, Pakistan, Palestine. Uh, um, uh, Palestine. Palestine. Thank you. Um, all legal. Um, I'm just going to pick up the, the last few as we come through. Uh, guitar. Obviously, guitar is, is, is a big one at the moment with the World Cup going on. Very much still legal. Russia is suspended. Mm. Um, Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia is legal. Singapore is legal. Somalia is legal. South Korea has been suspended. Um, South Sudan is legal. Syria is legal. Taiwan is legal. Um, just trying to pick the ones. Uganda is legal. Um, UAE, so the United Arab Emirates, legal. Vietnam is legal. Western Sahara says it's rare. So it's legal. Uh, but it's rare. <laughs> but it's rare. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing so. Still I, 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 yeah, yeah. Many countries um, that have the death penalty don't always impose it as a matter of a matter of course. Mm -hmm. Very often it may be uh, sort of pushed back to a life sentence or other kind of. Um, I think yeah. Zimbab Zimbabwe is legal. Does anyone know the one I missed off the list? The United States. States of America, who were not, they're legal and illegal all at the same time. Yeah. Yes, exactly that. I mean, they are listed as legal, and I guess that's because they can't say it's been suspended. Because 23 states, yeah. still carry, I think it's 23, still carry the death sentence of the 50 states in America. Oh, great. Or 27. So, oh, you're, you're, you're so, so close. 23 have no death penalty. There you go. So the other 24 have the death penalty, and three, yeah. uh, governor imposed moratorium. So I guess that yeah. is that is that suspension. choice of the governor? It's yeah. a moratorium is a suspension of it, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so but many of those states in America. Take you on, like 27 in theory could. Yes. But many of those states, out of the 27 that actually have the death sentence, or 24, I think you said, right, mm -hmm. is uh, they don't actually carry it out. Very many of those states always nearly reprieve it to a life sentence, and they actually have not done for 25 to 30 years, actually put it in. You'll find there are a couple of states that are quite prolific. They slowed it down and brought it back. Places like Texas has really got back to pushing all those people on the death row back yeah, into the death penalty. Texas definitely still has yeah, because they, That sounds awful, this, but they've got something like a 30-year backlog. Yeah. Because they're all sitting on death row with the death sentence, but they're there for 15, it's, 20, years. It's funny, years. isn't it? Because in the death penalty, in the UK, if you were sentenced to death, so you, so you, so you, you know, whatever the crime might be, depending on where you were, but if you were sentenced to death, you were, you were sentenced, and then your execution was carried out within four Sundays. Uh, not straight away, because when you had the death sentence, you had 31 days to appeal it. Yeah, but, but it was only death it was, it was in It was in that period of the four Once Sundays. Once that appeal fell, yeah. there was, I think it was a minimum of three to four Sundays in the condemned cell. But it was, but it was done, I believe it was done. That, so if you, if you were um, convicted and then you were, you were sentenced to murder, it would be, right, your sentence is going to be you know, carried out on this day. Then you've got the opportunity to appeal, which gives you the 31 yeah, days. Against the sentence of death, yeah. not and so if, much the conviction. If your appeal failed, yeah. that was it. Uh, yeah, there wasn't was a second no, 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 So you, you, in theory, in the UK, you get sentenced to death, yeah. you have got a maximum of 61 days. Roughly. 
that's it, maximum. And quite regularly, it would actually be done within a, a, a six-week period, or it would be done less, but maximum 61. Whereas in America, you could sit on death row for 40 years. Yeah, and you can keep and, appealing. Yeah, and you've they got have, a kind of, They have a got, number still, don't they? But it's several yeah. appeals. Some people have died on death row before, <coughs> they've, got, yeah, before yeah. they've got to be executed. And you've got to kind of ask the question, well, why? If you're going to have... If, Forget the morality of it for a second, we're going to come on to that. But if you're going to have it and say we have the death penalty, why wait? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they always say it's about the appeal process. Now, we know a lot of that's technical appeals for all kinds of reasons. But the thing in America, and I watched some programs not long ago, there is somebody that's been released from prison now that served something like 30 years in prison, and it's actually been proved beyond doubt now that they weren't responsible for the murder. Oh, I, I think, I, I totally agree. Now, whether that says something about the way that course. they operate their yeah. justice that, system. is that happens all the time. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, that does happen, unfortunately, all the time. And that's mm. going to be the big argument. And I'm sure it is the, one of the biggest arguments. And there'll be a few, and I, I say argument. But I know when we come into it shortly, both of you will be saying, well, hold on, what happens if it gets wrong? Totally get that. But if you're saying we're going to have it, then why not just do it? Because these are, if you didn't have it, you'd still be sentencing people in theory to 30 years in prison. Okay, so they might get out 30 years later and they've been proved innocent. We spoke about a case actually not that long ago where it happened and they've been proved innocent and, and they can then go on and live their lives. They still lived 30 years in jail. Yeah. I know they get the result, but I just don't understand the psychology behind if you're gonna have it, why have people sat up for 30 years? Waiting to die. Imagine sitting there on death row for 30 you years. You can see the argument. Waiting yes. to die. You should either have it or, or, or you're either going to have it or you're not going to have it. That's pretty interesting. They want me better to have whole life tariffs than What's the psychology do to you if you're sat in a cell knowing you're going to be executed? And because what does happen, I don't know how often it happens, but it does happen that you, you get a set of date and then frantically kind of appeals go in and the date gets moved. And you could get within a few dates, days There's before. I, I think the problem might be in the United it. States because of the way their laws are built, because they're built at federal level and built at state level. Mm -hmm. And because each state has got something different, they are so complex that they've got to a point now that they might struggle to change those laws simply because it suddenly becomes part of the constitution. You can't do that. You can't, you've got to change the constitution to be able to change the law. Now we know in America, with their Bill of Rights and Constitution, they stand on those Bill of Rights, believe me, with absolute fervor, don't they? Yeah. Gun laws, the right to free, all the usual yeah. things that they've yeah. got. Yeah. So it's they might go, well, it's right, easier to leave it alone yeah, yeah. than it is to actually try to change that. But then, actually, some states have abolished, so they might say, you've got two choices here. You can either abolish the death penalty or you can have it. But once you've had it, you're caught with all those laws of appeals, all those rights that are built into their justice system. Um, so one, you know, so I can imagine it must be extremely difficult for them there to sit there and change those laws, because eventually it will all go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. And what happens? Which I, I, just I, makes a decision. Go, no, you can't. Do I that. don't know how it's done in America. I, I, I yeah. really should figure this out, but. Is it done based on where the crime's committed or where the trial's held? Because, you know, New Mexico, for example, doesn't have the death penalty. But Texas, which, which borders, 
does. So if I commit my crime in New Mexico, but I get caught in Texas and I'm tried in Texas, you should. I wouldn't have thought you'd be tried in Texas because you'd be out of jail. Remember, America is different. They all the states are like mini countries. Yeah, but they, but they, but they do, but they can. If you get arrested in Texas, they can put you back to New Mexico. It's not like extradition from another country. No, no. They can just drive you over there. No, they escort you back because it's a land border, not a country. I think border. they can yes. go back to where the crime is yes, committed. Yes, they do. They? So pretty sure they do. So if, if I commit the crime in Texas, I could fight to try and stay in New Mexico if that's where I'm arrested and try and get my legal team to do it because if I went to court in New Mexico, I've got there's no chance. Uh, I think you'll find it'll be well, it's not extradition, but they say well, it's no, not, it's they've got to go back to the jurisdiction where yeah, the crime's committed. Because there are significant differences in their laws about I know they've got federal levels, and those federal levels will talk about manslaughter, sorry, murder one, two, and three. And believe it or not, the vast majority, there are limits to about who you can put to the death penalty. I don't believe you can put murder two and three, there's no death penalty for them. Yeah. There's only death penalty that sits at one. And very often the jury can make that decision, which I, I find that really quite strange in that sense. So once you found somebody guilty, you then get to choose their punishment. Uh, because you'll find it goes to another court, doesn't it? And, they'll, and, the, and the jury can ask for leniency. And they can so even though the, the the prosecution have asked for the death penalty, we'd like your honour mercy that we don't that you don't. And we should say this isn't just like we 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 or we, pick, or we, we recommend we, the death penalty. We, we pick on America because it's got it, it's it's obviously very publicly got yes. the, the laws it does. Whereas I think other countries, like Japan, for example, is is you know media doesn't cover it quite in the same way. Um, and, and and there's numerous other countries like that as well. Um, but I think that what's What's interesting in that approach as well is, is, like you say, the level of what the juries have. But I know, and again, because in America you have televised courts, so you can actually see yeah, the trial. Yeah. And, and it's not uncommon, again, and you, know, you, you can see it, and just flick onto YouTube and, and, and search through and you'll find it. Um, uh, should I have a plug there for YouTube? Maybe that's what they Probably not big enough to be sponsored by YouTube, I guess. Um, uh, but, yeah, not, yet. I think, not yet, not yet. Um, we'll definitely be driving around in Ferraris and flying first class if we get sponsored by YouTube. Um, but you can see judges sometimes will actually increase sentences, make them harsher, not necessarily right, you're going to put it to death, but they will increase years and they will add it on, they'll put maximum terms on. If your behaviour in court is of such that the judge doesn't like it. If you're aggressive, if you swear, if you're rude, those kind of things, judges, judge, I don't think that happens in the UK in the same sense. I know well, judges have scales, but they don't tend to take it Well, judges so are limited in this country to the limits of what they can put But they don't tend to take it quite so personally. No. But in also, in this country, it's definitely based on the crime, so there's limits on yeah. your, your there to sentence yeah. for that crime, so therefore there's limitations can, on the sentence based on the crime. You can only crime. hand out yes. a whole life tariff for specific, specific offences, and that's going to be terrorism, multiple killings, mass killings. More than two people, or two people and up, or more than one person, individual murders, you can't give somebody a whole life tariff for that. It sounds odd, but it's the way. Judges are limited to that, Yeah, uh, stuff like that. And then you've got your life sentences, and then you've got the limits on the tariff dates, judges might go. Uh, now, there's a classic example of that, because if you remember the Manchester bombings, I know we covered this before, but uh, it's relevant. They arrested the brother sometime later, because obviously the, the, the bomb yeah. committed suicide. Um, they arrested the brother, and they arrested and charged them with the terrorist offences, aiding and abetting and conspiracy and all that, and they got done for murder. But because of their age when the offence was committed, under 21, the judge couldn't give that person a whole life tariff. In law, you're not allowed to give it to people yeah. underage, as they might say. But he got round that by giving them a 55-year life tariff. 
And that's the highest one that's ever been dished out in the country, I believe, where they've said 55 years is the minimum. Now, I think he was 21 or 22 when they sentenced him. So he'll be coming up for well over, he'll be up to 80 by the time they even think about letting them go. Yeah. And the chances of that, because of the terrorist offences, I know they judge it on risk, but the, it may be pointless exercise that he might end up spending the whole life in prison anyway. Yeah. It's difficult, but that's the judge didn't have any choices. The only way he could get around it was pushing out that very, very long time. And, and that's exactly where I think we finished last last episode on, which was about manslaughter and murder with diminished responsibility. We talked about Ruth Ellis. When Ruth Ellis's crime was committed, and or when she committed the crime, uh, murder carried a automatic Magic sentence death of death. Death. There was no choice. No. So, so when so when she was found guilty for murder, which is what she was being tried for, yeah. and the jury said. The judge is independent in this. He's there to oversee, or he or she is there to oversee the fairness of a court, yeah. not to make yeah. judgment themselves. But, he, but even though and it was then, automatically the death sentence, you could still appeal that death yeah, sentence well, and ask well, for the reprieve. But, 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 but what I'm saying reprieve. is, the jury found her guilty of murder, yeah. and therefore the judge had no choice at that time no. but to say, "You've been found guilty death of murder. Yeah. The only choice I have is yes, the death sentence." Yes. On goes the black cat. Yeah. A date set, you've got your appeal yeah. date, within 61 days, that's it. And judges don't decide on reprieves, the Home Office did. You appeal to the Home Office. Well, ju judges don't. And that's the appeal judges process, in the UK. It's not what the judge is. Ju judges in the UK don't have that kind of power. They have, no. they, they control, they're there to effectively mediate the court, make sure the court a, a lot is, less than people is, think, is to be honest Exactly, yeah. yeah. How it should be. And actually, they're not even judges, they're Lord High Justice in that oh, sense. Oh, yeah, so the High Court, court, high court judges. So they, but they have that. You know, there to make sure impartiality, fairness, law, the law is delivered in terms of the fairness for everybody. Yes. To control the jury in the sense of making sure that, you know, they're not swayed one way or the other and they're listening to the facts. And then once the sentence is, once the um, crime has been, once the jury have made their decision, their job is then to sentence based on everything they've sort of seen and heard and, and how And the was. sentences are all governed by... You know, there's some interesting stuff... Whereas in America, it's like, I find you in contempt. Yeah. 21 days. Yeah. The, 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 uh, if you go back in history and look at that, uh, one of the things that I read some time ago now, and it was about uh, juries, because when the death sentence existed and then they did away with the death sentence, they found the amount of guilty people for murder started to rise. And that might look like there's more murders committed. And the argument was is that, and this is looked at by all the usual people, they said, because when you've got somebody's life in your hand and you're making a decision about life and death, if you're unsure and you're not absolutely convinced of that person's guilt, there's likely that you will come back and not take the risk of taking somebody's life. So you will find them not guilty. But once you've done that, remember there was no, there was no Wait, double jeopardy in those days. Yeah. Once you've done that, you can't come back again. That's it. So they said when they found out that there was in a life sentence rather than a death penalty, they were more inclined to go to the conviction knowing that that person had the chance to appeal these things and possibly fight for that argument at a later stage. Very and, because you've got to live with that. You've got to live with the fact you might have, might have got it wrong. That um, connects, connects with what we were saying again in the last episode, doesn't it? In the sense that people have, are very opinionated about, you know, oh, just to throw away the key or that person well, should yeah, be executed. When you're sat there actually making a it's decision to take someone's life away, then... Do you know, well, what, what, hold, really hold, 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 hold. what great timing, because we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, that's exactly where we're going to take this. So let's take a very quick break. Um, we'll be right back after... You're right? <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back um, after a few messages.
You are listening to Life Behind Bars, produced and created by 50mm Media. Unlock the past and discover what life was like at Shepton Mallet Prison. Relive the history of past prisoners over the last 400 years. Experience what a Victorian prison cell was like for those incarcerated. See where executions were carried out. Walk the landings and prison wings. You'll hear stories of those who worked and lived behind its high walls. See it, touch it, feel it on a journey of discovery at the nation's oldest prison. Visit ShiptonMalletPrison.com today to find out more. You're listening to Life Behind Bars, produced and created by 50mm Media. Welcome back to Life Behind Bars. Today we're talking about the death penalty. I have a feeling it's a little, it's about to get a little bit heated or a little bit different. I'm going to do what I do, generally try and do, is I'm going <coughs> to not sit on the fence. I'm going to try and play the other side. Simple question for you. I know how much you both, both love closed questions. Should we have the death penalty? No. Can't answer that. Well, you can. You're choosing because not I, I, to. I know, I know where Emma comes from, but I still, I'm still in conflict over it because my emotions tell me one thing. My yeah. emotions and sense of revenge and still get to me because it makes me angry, particularly with children and, and yeah. horrific crimes. But then I have to sit back on that and have to think about, it's not as simple as that answer. It sounds simple, but it just creates so many more issues around it. So I do sit on the fence in that sense that I, I struggle with it. I'm being honest there, folks, I actually and struggle with it. I get that, you've I seen horrific crimes but prisoners and stuff. I'm just going to put it in its place now, because it brings me to a story that we had when we were doing those live sessions out there before yeah, Jerry Corbyn. Yeah. And we were talking about the death sentence then, and many people give those opinions because they had live feeds to come back to us and all that. And um, a, a, a lady came on and she told us about her son that was murdered. And her argument was, she said, I hope that the man that committed that murder, that's still in prison today, is doing something useful with their life in prison and comes out and does something useful with their life when they get out. Because I, in my bereavement and my loss, I still want to feel that something positive has come from this. And she never mentioned the death penalty at all. No, it didn't enter yeah. her head. And this and I say, so it's easy for us that are non-victims to make these statements, but how about the people? Because it never loses the loss, does it? My own it doesn't matter. You could hang 20 people, you could hang them and bring them back to life and hang them a dozen times. It won't stop the loss that you feel. Nope. It won't make you think, ah, that's okay. Uh, good. Well, they hang when you hang. Yeah, okay. Right. Let's pop down the pub. Let's crack on with the night. Mm -hmm. yeah. It never changes the feelings, the loss that you will ever have. And and she honestly said, I hope that this young man, because he's a young man at the time, when he gets out of prison, serves his time. If he gets out, serves his time. That he does something positive in his life. Because I have to feel something positive has come from all this distress and, and anger and anxiety. So and I go, and well, that's somebody that's actually going through that. Though. Even today, they're going through that. I yeah. think I get your point. So, that, but the emotional side of it is what drives people towards. Yeah, a, it's, it's a, a big human emotion, of course. And, and there's some horrific crimes out there. Yeah. And then when you have crimes that are like whole life sentences and stuff, people question why. What, what's the point? Why, what's the why point? keep them in there all that time? 
I just, the emotional side of it and that kind of really horrible offences that you read about, you kind of see why people want to go that way. I just, I find, I get really like, I just think if, when you start something, it's a slippery slope to stop. Where do you stop? Stop things, yeah. And I think if you've got something like the death penalty, there's always going to be someone who's innocent at some point, even with the improvements in yeah, justice. Even with I don't agree. And I, don't I think agree. also there's um, that there's that risk of yeah. I just I just think there's that risk of it being misused or things being there's there is there is of course a risk if you say we're not having this it's the same as like um smoking if we don't allow people to smoke then in theory there shouldn't be any smoking related deaths no because there is no smoking same as if you don't have the death penalty nobody can be executed we can't make a mistake because it can't happen because it doesn't happen that's not to say that if you do have it you can't you, you could have a system where you don't make a mistake. Just because you have it doesn't mean that you'll make a mistake. But the, how would you... Just because history has happened like that. Yeah, and we all know that there's definitely a case, reason why any, they would have done... In any criminal yeah. case, yeah. you've got a bunch of facts, yeah. you've got people, and okay. someone making judgment on that. Yeah. Uh, well, so you've, got, you've got a group of people well, making um, judgment. If you can't... But you've... You, you'll never get to a scenario where you can say, there is no risk, because we talked about this no, before. Of course, about of course human you can't. Nature. Of course, you can't. There's get never a time scenario. when you can say we've got it to there such a good thing. Be, there is absolutely there will no risk. There will always be a risk if you say, right, we're going to have the death penalty. Let's just say, for argument's sake, let me throw something. Bring it back. We're going to have the death penalty, which we could bring back now because not being part of the European Union anymore. Well, they've got, we've got to withdraw from the Human Rights Act because yeah, it's part of the but, Human Rights but Act. But we could yeah. do it yes, as a country. We could bring back yes. England, at the very England. least, not the UK, but England could legally bring back the death penalty. And if enough people pressed for it, we all know what can happen in a referendum. We saw oh, it in a Brexit. Yeah, yeah. It is possible. And actually, I would throw out there and say, I reckon there's a huge number. I don't reckon there's a majority by any stretch of imagination. I think it would be horrific for us to go back there. But there is a huge number of people in the UK and certainly in England that actually would say bring the death penalty back for certain crimes. They're always going to pick, we know what the crimes are, we're going to discuss those in a second. But if you had the death penalty, and let's say you had it for um, a very specific crimes, so we're going back to murder, but maybe very specific murders, and let's pick something really, really straightforward for people to get their heads around. People that have um, abused and murdered children. Let's pick that one. Or a, a murder that is so horrific or clear-cut. I know you're going to say, where's the line? We can go into that in a second. But let's take the, the killer of Lee Rigby, for example, where that was done. Or the Manchester bombers, yeah. for example. Yeah. So let's take those kind of things, those kind of cases. You can, we have cases in the UK, we spoke about one in, in the last episode, with Ian Huntley, where we know they did it. Hmm. There is absolutely no doubt whatsoever they did it. Yeah. The specifics of the case, the specifics of the actual... Uh, crime itself that will always be a cloud because no one else was there apart from him and them. So, but we know he did it. He is now in a full life tariff, so he will die in prison. Yes. Why don't we execute that guy? Well, because the law says so at the moment. I know. But remember, the law, when they look at these things, they don't, because it's such a, a big area to look at from the, those that we definitely know mm -hmm. to those that might have done it, 
and to those that we think didn't do it and those that were manslaughtered, you have to draw a line. Yeah, so we go to the easiest way to manage a line. No, they definitely did it. Well, you can't draw the line like that. Because it would have to be a certain type of offence, and if there's... So we say, we'll have that offence. You can't draw that line. I'll tell you why. Two examples here. What it wrong one day? Two examples, But we know that... We know that in that case, he did it. Okay, but in another case that's not happened yet, and they're absolutely 100% sure at that point of sentencing that they did it. We are absolutely convinced. And then technology changes, evidence changes, and more, more stuff is found, and now they're innocent. I don't think we're there, though. I think as a, I think as a, as a technology, we're at the stage now. But technology can be manipulated. What do you do in a case? Well, I'll give you a scenario. I'll give you a Somebody goes out with, with a woman, man, whatever, and they go back to their place, uh, sexual intercourse, whether it's consent or not, and then the murder takes place. Yeah. Okay? And then the police come, and the forensic evidence come, and they find two lots of DNA that don't belong to the victim. But they've only got one suspect that they know. Yeah. And they don't know who the other person is, can't find them. They're not on any, anybody else's yeah, list. they're not on records anyway. Right? Yeah. And you're going to take that to court. Yeah. And the police are going to prosecute that on the grounds that this is the person that we think did it because of they were there yeah. at the right time, yeah. they were in the right time frame. It's unlikely, unlikely that the other DNA person was around at that time. Yeah. But you can't prove that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And you don't know that that woman may have had somebody in that door literally 30 minutes yeah. before it's, that it's, man walked yeah. in. Or after, yeah, yeah. So what you've got is DNA evidence. You've got that, an element no, of doubt. Now you're going to ask the jury, well, that's the problem. That an element of doubt doesn't guarantee that a jury won't go guilty. Yeah, but if there's an element of doubt, that would then prevent uh, well, the death penalty. But, but it's so difficult in law to draw a, a that judge, line. But that's, so draw it at one place, and you always yeah. draw it at its highest bar. And you go, that's the line. If we say no, we know we're safe now. We know we're safe now. But if you start to go, well, we'll draw it there, and we'll start to think about these bits on the difficult bits, then you're going to make, then a mistake will be made. I guarantee you. Somebody will make a mistake. My concern with things like that as well is that even if something like a line like that was drawn, once a, once a sentence like that's there, it doesn't. It's then much easier to drop that line and to drop that. Yeah, because, because demand. Yeah, there. Because nature and, 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 and publicity and public demand. They would say Jimmy Savile, had he been alive when when <laughs> came out, should have been executed. Yes, and I would completely disagree with that. Yeah, I think that's that's. And and I'm drawing my line. Yeah, I know. At murder, for example. Ah, well, there's and your I'm, But I'm drawing my line even a little bit further because, for example, with with the with the, the Jamie Bolger case, I would say that those kids. I know this is just me drawing a line. I'm obviously not going to draw it. Certainly, that's not going to happen. Is that these children? their children mm. and therefore there should be you know, varying different things but there's no reason why we can't have a lot of different metrics yeah. like, in the same sense as the prisoners that you used to work with Emma, had to achieve so they had to tick off I, it's a bit crude so apologies but they had to tick certain boxes they had to have been in prison for so long they had to be at the right place in their in their um, sentencing to um, they had to have the right attitude or the right mental outlook obviously not that they wouldn't be at the end because we wouldn't need the probe but they had to be the right position and they had to tick a huge amount of boxes and you'll have worked for prisoners to be able to get onto those programs why don't we just have the same system for the death penalty you have to have committed a murder it has to be against these people there has to be absolutely no doubt you could still be found guilty and still have a have a tariff or you can still have a sentence but there has to be 
absolutely no doubt. Yeah, there isn't the problem with the theory of that. <laughs> what you've got is you're creating a grey area, and it's where you touch that grey area. That's an absolute, no death penalties. Once you start to put that one in there, the public may demand, well, I'm going to say, what about a prolific sex offender? Yeah. They haven't committed murder. That's... I don't care. They don't deserve, because once they're sex offenders, they're always sex offenders. So we might as well get rid of them, because they're just going to cost us lots of money, yeah. and they need to be... So then you go to the same... And then you go, well, then, do we do it by numbers? Do we say, well, if you've sex offended against 10 children, that's a life sentence, or a death sentence. But if it's nine, it's a life sentence. And if it's five, it's not. It's a bit... How, how many lives? I'm not saying these things happen, yeah, but you yeah, can no, see no, how no, these things start agree. to yeah, I, take I a life of their yeah. own. They become a life that, of their own. For me, it is that risk of yeah. once mm. something starts, that snowball yeah. rollback, it's so much and, um, easier for things to creep and change yeah. further and for yeah. me there's that's the risk and i'm sure without without wanting to put words in your mouth i know because we've had this discussion before the three of us and mm. we've had it individually and you guys have is i know that one of the things you guys will always say is well actually specifically with a sex offender that's not committed murder is that generally again generalization they actually have experienced abuse themselves. Sometimes. And, and, yeah, and that behaviour has therefore been taught. And actually, that's part of the problem, which is where rehabilitation comes into and programming and so on and so forth. And there are people that have committed horrific crimes yeah. that have actually gone on to live completely different lives. And who's to say, and this is a real big thing to say, who's to say that, I'm kind of cause my own argument here, I'm just, I'll just have to beg to myself, is it something like Ian Huntley, cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Ian Huntley, for example, in 15 years' time, discovers the cure for cancer. You never know. Because he spent, you know, 20 years in prison studying um, medicine and studying chemistry and studying biology and doing all these things, and actually he comes up with the theorem that cures, you know, cancer. And does that then eradicate what's happened, does that then mean, well, he's discovered a cure for cancer? I'm taking huge extremes here, I appreciate that. They're purposely taking huge extremes. Yeah. To go, well, should he now be released? Because, okay, he, he killed two people, it was horrific, but actually he's just saved billions. And he's gonna go down in history, which, which, which one of these two things is he gonna go down in history for? And, and if we had executed him, then actually we'd be saying, well, we've, we've sacrificed millions or potentially billions of lives for two, because the argument will always be, well, hold on, if, do we kill one person to save 100? And we can never know the future. So exactly. We don't know okay. what, what's going to happen. And what I, we I, do I, know is he's going to cost millions of pounds to keep in jail. Absolutely. Not never never going to get out of jail. Doesn't, I would argue, and I get the whole victim side of things, whatever happens to him is not going to change what's no, happened. It, it, I get it, it, it And that's, that's not going to feel any peace no. for the parents, the families, yeah. the, the friends, the community. They're not going to feel any peace from, from the execution. That's a completely different thing. And we'd be wrong to think, well, if we execute this person, then these people are going to be used. It's not. If anything, no. it'll probably make it worse for no. them, potentially. And the argument then you have to go to was like, but he's a deterrent because a, a lot of people yeah. and I talk to people and I see them all the and they talk about they should hang a few because that will teach them and that will slow them well, down. We know that. We know work. that doesn't we work. Know that doesn't I, work. You can argue the case that it's a suitable punishment for the crime that's been committed, but you, you can't sit on the argument that it's a deterrent. It's not. Because it's not. Before what is that? We all they convicted we less people of murder, so we might have allowed more murderers to walk around the streets when we had the death sentence.
than after the event when we locked them all up for 30, 40 years. Why? Because juries were more likely to convict people yeah. because it's a difficult thing to do. And it's easy on the net. On the internet, not so easy when you're sitting there and you're making a decision of someone's life and death. That's it, because no. they might have committed a horrible offence, but you're if to then turn around and go, yes, and sentence that person. You're approving murder. You guys are seriously intelligent, and I'm kind of semi-intelligent, and we, we all know... You know, that's the only intelligent thing you can <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm semi-intelligent. Um, and, and, and we all know that it's not a deterrent, because actually, there's very, very few premeditated murders that get committed. They do happen. If it was a deterrent, they'd have stopped doing that when they, when they were publicly executed. Exactly. People, exactly. 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 people don't yeah. think like that. Exactly. Yeah. So Offences don't happen so that, that, that is way. not That is not a reality. And actually, it's not a reality. We spoke, I think, really early on in the series. We talked about you know prisons and why people go to prisons and, and, and stuff like that. And you know, why we have prisons, I think, was the episode. And one of the reasons deterrent. And actually, most people don't... If, if you're a criminal, so I'm going to go out and steal something, I'm not thinking, well, if I get caught, I'll go to jail. I'm just thinking I'm going to steal if you go back far enough in histories, prisons didn't exist to punish people. Mm. They existed to hold people until they decided whether they were innocent and guilty. Because if you go back, there were over 230 odd offences up until the 1830s that carried the death sentence. So you were only held on remand until the judge got you guilty and then decided whether you went somewhere like the American colonies, the Australian colonies, got flogged on the streets because punishment took place outside yeah, the yeah, doors, public, yeah. or hanged. Mm -hmm. There was no sense, we're going to send you to jail now. This is going back way back in the 70s. <laughs> they, they weren't when you were they didn't use jails <laughs> to keep people in there for years and years. They didn't. They might have been there a long time until somebody decided what was going to happen to them. And then they said, no, no. And then you had five people all... Remember we got a picture up there, five people executed... One day. One day, yeah. five at the same time for burglary. Yeah. But another five might have turned up in front of the judge and said, OK, then, in the early 1800s, uh, you're all going to Australia. Judges made decisions right there in that moment of time. We all know which is the best option there. But there wasn't a national system of sentencing. So the judge got 14 years in Australia, 21. Oh, hang on a sec, I committed the same crime. I don't like you as much. All this could have been based on the fact that the judge that morning had woken up, had a big argument with his wife or his kids, got him rid of bad news. Whereas the next day, he goes in. They sentence until after the 1830s. They took vast amount of these offences off the books. And then we were left with about seven or eight. And we're talking about trees and arson and herbal. Rape carried the death sentence in those days, of course. Oh, plugging boilers. Plugging boilers carried the death sentence. Yeah. I'll pick that one up and then, and then yeah. we'll go to break because plugging boilers was fascinating to me. I know. I know. Do you know why? The, the, what that offence is about? Yeah, because we discovered it when we went to Ironbridge because yeah. we were. We, so, so originally, and very quickly, I guess the, the industrial days, revolution. Yeah, we had plugging boilers. We've got a big list at Shrewsbury and at Shepton of all the public executions that have happened, and all the, then all the non-public executions, all the executions that have happened. And before 1868, one of the public executions, there was somebody who was committed of a crime and sentenced, executed for plugging boilers. And the friends were like, what the hell is plugging boilers? Yeah. And we found out when we went to Ironbridge that they were showing us that one of the, yeah. one of the machines, one of the, one of the big uh, boiler units, and I think they had it on the back of a boat or a, or a train, things on a boat. And they were saying that when the, the steam came about, when steam, when steam came up, when they when they built the boilers, effectively, what was happening was people were losing their jobs, yeah, because they could do it through machines. Yeah. So the people that were losing their jobs were then breaking into the factories at night, and they were plugging the boilers with like rags so, and sheets, so and the boilers would explode. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, and we saw that at Ironbridge, and I'm like, we Shrewsbury Prison and Ironbridge should be working closer together because they've got that complete connection of where they've got at Ironbridge, they've got the actual boys, and they tell the story of plugging them, and we've got the people that were plugging them that we then executed 
the very front of the game. Fraud carried the death sentence. Um, Shitty in the direction of a gamekeeper. Yeah, fraud with, with like checks, but they had a value yeah. on it. So they go, if it was over X amount of money, it was a death sentence. If it was under X amount, it was X amount of time. It well, did go to Australia. Let's take a very quick break. Yeah. Exactly. And we'll, we'll, we'll pick one of those up, one of the horrific ones when we come back. Um, let's take a very quick break there and we'll return after these messages. You are listening to Life Behind Bars, produced and created by 50 Mil Media. Welcome to Shrewsbury Prison, Shropshire's number one tourist destination. Step behind the gates of this 200-year-old prison and discover an unknown world. Heritage tours run by ex-officers, where you can see the cells, walk the landings, see and touch the history. But there's so much more going on. Experience one of our brilliant activities or take part in our world-renowned events. From escape rooms to axe throwing, overnight sleepovers to prison break, we do it all. And there's something for all the family, with activities starting from eight years, events from 12 years, and heritage tours for all ages. Visit our restaurant and experience food behind bars. There really is so much to see, do and discover on a day out at Shrewsbury Prison. Visit us at www.shrewsburyprison.com You're listening to Life Behind Bars, produced and created by 50 Mil Media. Welcome back to Life by Bars. Today we're talking about the death penalty. I want to just jump straight back into it. We were talking before the break about different crimes that people commit. There was a, I think it was a seven-year-old boy that was executed for stealing bread back in pre-1860. Yeah, because it was, I think it was 1807 or something like that. It's it Georgian times. But we would execute people for those kind of crimes. But that still happens in some countries. Possibly does. I'm not aware of it happening at that age. But I, I don't know if it's quite that age, but we still have, I would say, the same kind of things that you can be executed in a country for being gay. And we're seeing this all happening, obviously, with the World Cup at the moment and such like that. You, uh, there's, um, I think it's in Afghanistan at the moment, women can't go to school anymore. They're not allowed to go to parks by themselves. And if they are, they can be whipped publicly. Yeah. They, I think they can be stoned. Yeah. Um, they can have hands chopped off. So there's all these kind of things still happening. Well, but yeah, I still see the argument about that. And a lot of people still think that homosexuality... I'm not sure you should interject that and go, I've seen the argument for why women shouldn't be allowed to go around. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. But if you go back to Second World War, yes, it was an offence. Not some years before that, it was actually a death sentence, but it was an offence, right? Yeah, being gay was an offence. Yes. Okay. If that was true, and we'd done something about it at the time, or we'd had the death sentence at the time for that offence, Alan Turing would have never saved hundreds of thousands of people's lives. Alan Turing was it's... the man that mostly did the uh, Enigma coding. Yeah, code, yeah. When they got, he was the man that was the principal behind mm -hmm. working out that Enigma, which saved hundreds of thousands of lives, because we always knew what the Germans yeah. were going to do next, yeah. and we could sort of get this to the Because they made a film about this, didn't they, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes. He plays, I uh, think he plays but, that. But if you go back, if this was the first war, I don't know, when they, when they stopped the death penalty, 
But but either way, even then, had they found out earlier and locked him up in a prison, he would have never ever got to do that yeah. what he did. So it's easy to say things like that. And I, I remember a friend of mine, this sounds weird, this, we went off to a, a, a bit of a, a, a corporate do somewhere, uh, and, and he was very much sort of anti-gay, 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 anti-gay. And then, then a, a tribute band came on, and it was the Queen tribute band. Yeah. And Freddie Mercury came on, you know, and they were brilliant. He said, oh, I love, he said, I love Queen, they're brilliant. I said, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. You do realise that Freddie Mercury was gay, don't you? Uh, well, that's different. <laughs> How can it be different? So when people, they make statements and they never actually think sometimes, well, I'm going to say, but it's what it is, isn't it, at the end of the day? I think, I think we all do that, and we tend to do that a lot more in our youth, and I, I, Emma, Emma had the, um, uh, I guess, the... Uh, Opportunity, um, I think of a better word in a second, um, of knowing me in my 20s and the amount of sweeping statements that I must have, I, I still do, but the amount of sweeping statements I must have come out with back then just through the ignorance and the lack of education and knowledge that I would have come out with would have been horrendous. They weren't sexist or racist or, or, or homophobic or anything along those lines, but they were, that's the way it should be, that's it. But that's quite common in, in, in the younger generation. It is. We, we, because we have it's a lack of knowledge of the world around us, of the lack of experience. Um, younger people, I was probably, when I was 18, 19, definite. Yeah. Definite. Yeah. And then you get to your 20s and 30s, where life's not that simple. 40s and 50s, yeah. you've got the benefit of hindsight. But each generation comes. But when you think of our younger generation today, be honest with you, they are far more tolerant. Oh, God. Far oh, more yeah, tolerant than my But this is why I say, when I said earlier about if it went to a public vote, it, it's not because the majority wouldn't want to not have the death penalty. I think actually the majority would say, no, that's ridiculous. Of course, we're going to have the death penalty. The problem is the majority are going to be the younger generation who don't vote. Yeah, I think, no, I think you can find there'll be a complete disparity between ages. Oh, I think the, 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 oh, the top, yeah, yeah, without doubt, yeah, without yeah, doubt. huge, huge. But, the, but, but the people, people all the people say that generally come, it's not a, a, yeah. a fixed thing, but the older they come, the more conservative they tend to be. Yes, but uh, they're also the they're the people that tend to vote. Sorry? They're the people that tend to vote. Yeah, they, they, they mostly do, but the older generation tend to be slightly more conservative and more likely to vote for conservative positive policies as we get older. Whereas they might have been real, you know, union students and rioting and, and, and socialist values, they tend to move towards conservatism as they get older. Let me, let me ask you not all, but um, some do. I wonder whether it's becoming almost more rigid, not or fighting against yeah. some of the changes that's happening in terms of that open-mindedness and that kind of flexibility and acceptance. You think age would bring experience and tolerance, but it some, doesn't always. I think sometimes it brings the ability to... I like to think that what age does is it brings the ability to go, actually, maybe that's not right, I should look at the other option. But then we know certain people very, very well that realistically should take that approach and they totally don't. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, that... No, I'd say no, it wasn't like that in my day. <laughs> the good old days. I, I, want to, I, want get, I want to get back to death. Right? Go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that kind of... When you're saying about that Alan Turing, for instance, it's, you know, if he'd been openly gay in his period, then it, it would we're never, it, it would never have achieved what we'd achieved. No. And bringing that back to things like the death penalty, like, by having such cut-off possibilities... You don't know what opportunities. Um, no, of course you don't. Can, of course you don't. I imagine there must but be also what risks then psych bring back towards psychologists, that side of thinking. Psychologists and psychiatrists 
Remember, these people in prison are not just sitting there. The people are using these experiences to try mm -hmm. to learn something in society about why and how these people operate in the hope of finding some I, way of going through the prevention side of it later on. I don't know whether I, that... I, I think it could be a like long, that. long, slow I process. Think, and it would be. It would Very be. It's long. not... And half the problems we have with policies in society is that they're always done for short-term planning there's no there's not going to stop i'm going to pull it here because we're so well off the death penalty unless you're about to loop it back you got you got so far off, off, off yeah, the train yeah. tracks that because Always try to take over in the end when, when, we yes. talk, when we talk i want it back on point and that's the whole point of the show i want to talk about death penalty. i want to get into the nitty-gritty of that i'm conscious we've got eight minutes when we look at it, it's Shepton Prison, for example. So during the Second World War, it was an American military prison. So under American military law, they actually executed prisoners there by firing squad, and they executed them by, by hanging. So they did both, but they did do a few by firing squad. There's some horrific stories there that actually, when they first executed, the first prisoner executed by firing squad, the locals complained, because it was done on a Sunday morning, the locals complained about the noise of the gunshot. So they moved it to the other side of the prison, which backs onto the church, so they did the firing squad at the same time as the church bells were ringing. So that's kind of, and that's not even that long ago. We're talking like, you know, not even... Six, 70 years or so, yeah, five years ago. Yeah, the Second World War. So talking, what, 1945, something like that. So it's... Well, they didn't really get to be over as allies until about late 1943 yeah, was, in preparation for 44. Yeah, that, I, got, I got a feeling it was... I can't feel it was 45. Anyway, anyway, that sort of time. Sort of. um, so we, 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 we've obviously had that. The prisoners that were executed under American military, American military prisoners, uh, there were some that were um, uh, convicted of, of, of rape, sexual assault and rape, and they were done. Some for absconding. All of them were black or Hispanic. There was mm. not one white prisoner that was executed. Now, I cannot believe that out of all those crimes they executed, statistically, that they were all black or Hispanic. And there wasn't one white person in there. So there's definitely a problem, obviously, we've seen. And bearing in mind, during the Second World War, the, um, the percentage of black people that would have been in uniform fighting would have made a very, very exactly. small percentage of the men, I say men because it was mostly men, that were over there waiting for D-Day. So they absolutely being, you know, the death penalty used in, in the wrong way, in the wrong sense. And because it was, a, even though it was in the UK, it was an American military prison, therefore it was under American law, which brings yes. a whole other host of other problems. Yes. So, for example, you know, American embassies and all different embassies in different countries. However, when I come back to the point that we're on, you take some of the people that, you know, we, we talk about recently, so we could take about the, 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 the Lee Rigby death, which was horrific. So that killer, which is, which is done as extremist in terms of, you know, yeah. they were an extremist. Them, yeah. So there is a possibility that that can be untaught. We've seen that, you know, there's been plenty of people out there that were white supremacists through the 60s, 70s, 80s, football hooligans and stuff like that. And actually, through prison or rehabilitation, oh, many things. They've learned and they've come back. And actually, we know someone that runs a charity that does yeah. it. But there are people out there. We talk about the Ian Bradys of this world, the Ian Huntleys of this world. Um, we talk about the Fred Wests of this world. I'm picking some of these. these well, the interesting ones. thing about Ian Brady is because people talk about a deterrence. Why, why did they say? Ian Brady was committing his offences 
at the time the death penalty existed. Yeah. He got arrested when the moratorium set up after 1965, and they didn't make it retrospective. So what they said is, the death penalty stops here. Any crime that's committed in the death penalty period cannot be brought forward for a death sentence. We either have it or we don't. Yeah. So he served his life in, well, psychiatric hospitals mostly. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, 20 years he spent in a normal prison, under segregation, of course. It wasn't until 1985 they sent him off to Ashworth because Rian Brady was in Gartree Prison when I was there, up until but late do, 1985. But do these people, yeah. not, is there not a place for executing these people? Well, you can't be, you, 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 like I said, I'm unsure, I've got to be honest, but if I ever decide, you can't have one or the other. You can't go, there's a time, and is there a time, and is there a See, You I'm, either I'm, do or you don't. I'm not, I'm not asking the question, I'm not, I'm not it, posing the question yeah. to either of you, or to myself, or to anyone out there. Imagine that was your child, because we, we're Absolutely. intelligent enough to yeah. know that whilst that will drive a huge emotional response at the time, we also know that over time, that's, that's not what this is about. This isn't an eye for an eye, this isn't a revenge situation. This, from, from my perspective, what I'm asking is more about, we know they've done it, we, we've got that categorically, there's no argument in that. So there's a, there's a moral standpoint in, in the do you still deserve, and who's right to say that that life should go type of stuff. Um, but there's also a financial position. I get the academic kind of argument from that side of it, because especially when they're never going to get out, and we know that the yeah. crime has been committed, yeah. and the crime is horrendous. And they're the most expensive prisoners to keep. And the academic I, argument, that argument makes some sense. My, can, my argument against that will always be that there's never going to be a completely perfect um, Sort of process or system. You, yeah. you talk about um, our, our systems and our technology has improved in terms of being able to get convictions and be able to collect evidence and so forth, but nothing's ever going to be perfect. And when something's not perfect, it has to be about eliminating risk. It's like you wouldn't drive at 120 miles an hour through a 30 mile an hour zone in the dark and in the rain. You eliminate. We we have rules. You're, to you're right. Risk. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I understand that the risk. The laws in place. And I understand the risk is so great. If I then hit a child or a person at 130 miles an hour in a 30 zone, I would. I wouldn't say that's somebody that should then be executed. But I would say that's somebody that should be serving a long sentence. Game because well, without actually, a doubt. Uh, that sentence saying. now isn't that long. Uh, well, I can't remember now. I think death by dangerous driving. I got a funny feeling. I might be wrong with this, guys, but I got a funny feeling. It's 14 years maximum. Yeah. And so judges so tend to err on the worst side of it at 8 to 10 to 12 years because they've got to find that gap somewhere yeah. so if I you give everybody 39 so yeah. I could go down the road tonight yeah. I could drive 130 miles an hour in a 30 yeah I could hit a child or an adult whatever it might be cyclist whoever it is and I've done that because I'm driving too fast let's yeah. say I'm not absolutely even drinking dangerous driving yeah I could be out of prison by the time I'm 45 because I can have a a, a you know a 12 year sentence for example but we also know that I could serve 50% to 66% of that, depending on good behaviour, depending on what happens. I could be back out of prison by 40. Absolutely. But that's the, we're kind of coming off the death penalty there, but the, in, in, when I was saying about eliminating risk, everything we do is about eliminating risk. risk. So therefore, by not having the death penalty, we're 
eliminating that risk of the mistakes that could be wrong. Because if you get it wrong, that is a catastrophic yeah, get it and, wrong. And, and I you get that because it comes back that. to if you can save, if you could cure cancer tomorrow, but to do it you have to kill one person, you'll save millions. Or actually, even if you can save these hundred people by killing this one, that that's a that's a, an uneven balance is never gonna work. And most people Doesn't. you know won't won't sacrifice the one for the hundred. And you know, great good Sort of, sort of discussions and, and I totally get that and there is absolutely a risk what I'm trying to get across and I don't know whether I'm not articulating it very well or I don't know if it's even possible is can we not eliminate that risk by picking very specific criminals and crimes and instances and I'm not saying that we'd have a death penalty that says right past the line I would say we'd have a death penalty that's almost overseen yeah. by a further committee but and another committee. I just, and but, they but go but through no two crimes are the same ever. Well, yeah. which, is always, why, which is why the, I think they need and to And it's the subtle people. differences that make the difference because you're standing in a court now where people are picking out the subtle differences. Yeah. You're different, you're different. So you end up with this real... Because remember, you're asking juries to make decisions yeah. about this. Well, Average I, people... A, a judge could take... A, a, let's take a, a, an Ian Huntley, for example, because, you know, that's just, I'm just going to pick on that one for today. Uh, but they, they, there's thousands of cases we could take. And let's take Mary Bell at the same time. Mm. Actually, didn't she get released? Uh, but certainly about 10, 11 years, if yeah. I remember rightly. And never got heard of again. Changed the name, moved on. Let's take those two. And, 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 the, and the John Venerables and um, uh, Robert Thompson. Thompson so, yeah. so let's take those two. So their cases where, the jury, where they've had their court case, the jury has said innocent or guilty, innocent, and then the judge passes the sentence. At that stage... The judge could then say, okay, so you know, you're gonna be sentenced to a full life tariff, or you're gonna have 10 years, and you're gonna have this, and you're going to young offenders, and here's what goes. It's at that stage the judge should say, you are eligible, he's eligible, to actually go to the execution committee or to the capital punishment committee, who are gonna initially assess whether your case should go to the next level, and we already have this level between Crown Courts and, and, and magistrates. But for that reason, like, you're building in the appeal system that's in America in many of the states. To a degree. This process of where yeah, they're looking at it. It's going, it's going into, on. but what we have... So you might have you, you, you did the crime yeah. and you've been convicted. Now we're talking about the, the sentencing and putting in steps and fail-safes effectively. And there's, there's no system that's perfect, we know that. Putting in steps and fail-safes to reduce that so the likes of the Ian Huntley's are executed, but the likes of the um, uh, um, Robert Thompson's and John Venables are, or the Mary Bells are. Well, at what age do you decide that it's appropriate? Well, that, these are all because questions. Originally, when they had the death what age, age, what age, what type of crime, well, at the battle, you know, a, everything comes around. At the beginning of the 1900s, that's where you have a to they basically, they basically changed the death penalty and said not for those under the age of 18. And they did that way in the yeah. early century, and that's where it stayed. That's why Christopher Craig was not hanged, but Derek Bentley was. Because yeah. Derek Bentley was over the age, even though he didn't commit the crime himself, he was already under arrest. It was all based on that statement, let him have it, Chris. Yeah. But he was 15 years old, uh, Christopher Craig, I think, had the gun and shot the police officer. So that was a death sentence. But he served 10 years in prison and never ever come back to prison again. Never saw him again. 
He got out, I think he became a plumber, if I remember rightly, yeah. on the story, and he lived his life as a normal citizen out there doing all those things. So he, so this argument that it would always be a deterrent and always be suitable it's not isn't necessarily true. Necessary. And that was a really hard case because the judge said, I can't sentence you to a death sentence. Why? Because you're not old enough. So yeah. if you'd have asked the public that and said we put it to a referendum, they might have said, no, 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 we think everybody that commits a murder should be hanged. Why should we judge things? Why should we give special consideration because of an age over the crime that's the same? At 15, you're responsible for your own behavior. So why should you not have the death sentence? So you might find all these difficulties of, well, okay, we're going to start there. Let's work our way down. down. Let's get it down to 10 years old. I don't think you can ever entirely eliminate risk. Even if you went through a committee Absolutely. thing like that, and also even if you then did that, as you were sort of saying then, okay, so at the minute we might be gone into these extreme cases, but then you create a society that's accepting that. So therefore, that society then kind of starts thinking, well, actually, this is pretty close to that, so why not have that in? This is pretty close to that. Why well, not have that? I think, and I, I, and I, and I, that. And that for me creates too that. much risk. I, I, and I just yeah. think then, if you think about being it being your family member who is then sentenced and executed and then a year later so I, I agree with you know some strange I agree with that the, 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 the challenge back to that is at some stage we've gone that should be a 30 mile an hour speed limit because it's a built up area there's you know whatever it is there's a lot more people but, around but actually why shouldn't it be 20 because we know if we have a 30 mile an hour speed limit majority of people keep to it yeah. i know you did get in trouble once for doing 36 i don't oh, know i just slipped in there i just slipped in there i never broke the law but she did pay she did pay her dues in fairness quite right um, uh, you know, she had to do a driving course on Zoom. Um, uh, so, so you know, you've got you've got that. Um, and actually, I should say that back in the day, when I was in my twenties, I got caught doing. I think I was doing forty-eight or something like that in a thirty. Or I was doing. I was doing something. It was far faster. It was yeah. two in the morning. And I'm not making excuses. And that is the difference between Joel when he was in his early twenties to Joel in his late thirties. People do stupid things I, and, well, and for all kinds I of different reasons. I recognise now that in a thirty, and now I understand that actually in a thirty, the reason why it's a thirty is because of built-up chance of children running around and yeah, stuff like that. Adults, because it's yeah. it's because they're less likely to die at thirty but, than they are at fifty. But and we many know, it down to we 20 know, now. we yeah. know that if you drive at twenty, the chances, the reduction. Of, of, of potential there is and huge, the, and, but we still go, well, that road's going to be a 30. But if we reduced it to 20, we'd have a lot less problems, and yeah. most people would do 20. So what are we doing? We're saying, well, you can get to where you're going, take a little bit longer okay. to save lives. But we don't. We go, and that's going to be a 30. No, I, yeah, yeah but, and there are more 20s than there used to be, but oh, there's not, but, but there could definitely streets, be more. Particularly down, down residential yeah. streets. And, 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 and you could argue the same thing for like that. the fastest but, we can drive in the UK is 70. That's the fastest we can drive. But yet, we can buy cars, my car will do 120. Yeah, mine, yeah. Your car will do more than that. Yeah. Your car will probably yeah. do more than that. Yeah. And yours will feel well dry. Yours will do 120 over bumps. Um, so why don't we just limit that, That's because we live in a world, we live in two separate worlds. One is the right thing and the one is a sensible thing, like 70 miles an hour makes sense. It makes sense to everybody. Yeah, yeah. But when we jump in a car, where our cars are sold to us based on its performance and its ability because it becomes a very, very lifestyle thing. So I we guess don't buy a sports car because it only does 70. Argument we buy it because it does 120 yeah. and looks good. My argument is is, is the sensible thing to have the death penalty for these people that we know have done these crimes, they're going to be in prison for the rest of their lives, and they're going to cost the taxpayer 
millions, tens of millions of pounds, is the sensible thing not to execute? Well, the, the, the problem with the money side of that is once you equate money into the criminal justice system, well, it already is, well, yeah. to a degree, but it still then works on assumption that you can right. now start manipulating it based on its cost rather than on its justice. And there's a big, big problem with that. Yeah, it might start with the death penalty and it's cheaper. Then they go, yeah. what about that man every 20 years? That costs too much, so we'll do something different. So yeah, we need to, we need to, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We need to cut the budget this year. Well, actually, anybody that's got 20 years, I that's a, yeah, you're, that's right. You're yeah. kind of arguing about what sensible kind of feels slightly off the point in some respects as well. I mean, that's I just think- semi-intelligent. The, um, and I do think some of those rules we have in society are part of where we've been and where we're going. Like things like 30 mile an hour limits were brought in because as we discovered through research that this is more, more those rules are brought in. And the more we learn, the more rules are changing. But you, like it, those things do take time. Right? And it's not to say that they're well, we'll change to 20 miles the an hour. And it's not to say we'll get, get it me. right, but there's always changes. Yeah. The, the numbers that always get me, and I did this research some time ago, if you look at Europe, Europeans are very much like we are, and we might say things about the French and the Dutch and the German, but they all live their lives like we do. Family units, yeah. go down the pub, drink beer, watch football, bring up our children, relatively small families, mm -hmm. uh, you know, your twos and two, threes. Two point four children, two point yeah, yeah, six. Just really common. So we, live, we just speak a different language, and we have slightly different cultural values, but food and things we do yeah. and all that. And yet when you look at their prison system in general, there are one or two exceptions to that. We lock up far more than any European country. Yeah. Considerably more. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we speak and yet about we live identical sensors. lives with roughly the same rules on murder and speeding yeah. and drinking and all those things, same rules. But we have, we have more life sentence prisoners in our jail than Germany, France and Italy put together. Mm -hmm. And they represent 200 million people. And I've always said, but why is that? Then what is so different about us as Europeans, and we are Europeans regardless whether we're in Europe or yeah, not, course, yeah. what's so different about us that we're getting to a place, not only do we want to lock those up, we want to lock even more people up because we consider it to be the answer. And I look at that and I consider things like Norway, the Norwegian system and all that, they see it as a different problem. And they look at it in a different way and they tackle it from a different end of the perspective that we do. We still talk about justice, we still talk about punishment as an answer to our problems, whereas they talk more about prevention. And then with the words I've never heard politicians say in this country, they talk about punishment, crime, rehabilitation. Remember, rehabilitation by its nature is an after the event answer. Yeah. After the event. There's something going on there, and I'd like to know <coughs> properly what is it that they're doing that we don't. I think these it's countries a, aren't I, any I less. think that's it's a mindset thing. I I would say yeah, not sweeping so cultural. Off, but I would say those countries are more mature and sophisticated and more I'm not going to use the word intelligent, but I think, you know, they, they are more... They have a different social value. Yeah, I think they're maybe, maybe more socially intelligent. They have different social values with different social supports. They have their problems, but I don't you think do. if you go back, I don't know, and I'd have to, again, have to fact-check this, but I don't think any of those countries you mentioned, Germany, Italy, France, if you go back to the 80s, I don't think they had things like the football hooliganism 
that we had in the I'm not sure. Oh, the, 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 the Dutch and the Germans, believe me, there was well, a lot of I'm not, sure, they, I'm not sure if they have the same level uh, and the same sense. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, so we'd have to. But anyway, I think those are, those are the things. We, we're getting off the point again. Well, I think they proved the point just recently in Brussels when they smashed the place to bits. Well, well, we talk yeah. about, when we talk about things like debt penalty, then, and we're like, well, you, you know, one of your arguments is we'll save a lot of money, whereas actually, if our so social kind of values and our Kind of culture started looking at that prevention. That would prevent. That would save an awful yeah. lot. Of money. I mean, because because if we can get to the it, point it where I mean, where I'm going is is the people I'm saying, you know, could could be the ones that are executed. They're not people that are going to going to oh. be picked up in the prevention. No. Any but, any prevention system, they, yeah. they are not. Yeah. They are they are yeah. outside of that. Oh yeah, so, they've gone beyond. But, but that it's the old thing. It's the rocky road, isn't it? It's a thin end of any wedge. But once you do something and it becomes established as norm, people then treat that as a, it's yeah. what happened. And but I want someone else to happen now to these people. And yeah. then you go, oh. I, don't, I don't think you could shift to a society that wants to do prevention and actually make a difference to people's lives and have execution. No, you want to do two completely and I, different. Europe doesn't. Yeah. And I think you know that's what a great place to end it. We've gone well over our time limit of an hour. Um, Paul's going to be kicking off because he's got to edit the damn thing. Um, I think you've you've you both make absolutely you know incredibly valid points yeah. and and to be clear none of this is easy no it's not and i don't actually think we should bring the death penalty back i do believe there are instances where you know a a intelligence could be looked at and go mm. and i think if we turned around and said we're not going to get into debate now but there are people in this world and you know hitler is always the one that we draw up if he was arrested in the uk and we decided not to extradite well, we're just going to keep them in prison. And, and I don't want an answer. I'm just throwing out. Same with, like, you know, there's, there's people. people. Of course there are. Yeah. Of course there are. So I think there's, you know, we, we have to, to try and get in there, we have to go to both ends of the extremes to really, to really. The trouble is in society generally is that we all think at a personal level. Of course. But, but, but without ever thinking, but it's a society's I a mean, complicated this, thing. This, you this can't just say it's up with our, What feels right doesn't always necessarily mean it means to be yeah. right. For the and big think, picture, it doesn't necessarily yeah. make and, and, and this whole show is just about driving that kind of um, idea and, and, and discussion, yes. And, and, and what we've got to is we're at the end of the series. Um, so that's been 10 episodes of series one of Life Behind Bar. I've really enjoyed it. I know these guys love spending yeah. time with me. Um, <laughs> um, and, and, and we're obviously discussing where Series 2 will go if we, if we commission a Series 2. And one of the things I'd, I, I, I wonder is actually whether this type of show would work over an hour, but with an actual audience, with you know, 20, 30 people, because what then becomes more interesting, and certainly better from my perspective, is kind of trying to present the host and the, the live feedback. Is yeah. turning around people and going, what do you guys say? Yeah. Let's have a quick show of hands. Who thinks definitely should be? And asking people's opinions, because I think actually you two, and probably another that's not me, have far more intelligence to be able to really discuss these points, put them forwards. And, and I wonder if that's a really good place. And I think something like the death penalty is, a, I'd say it's a really good one, but everybody's got a proper opinion on that. Yes. Like a really, and I think, you know, picking up on, on, on things. So maybe that's where we go with, uh, with series two. Anyway. Um, as I said, that's the uh, that's the end of the episode. That's also the end of the series. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed doing it. Um, we hope you've enjoyed listening. If you would like to leave us some comments and messages, um, ask any questions, anything along those lines, ideas for series two, um, do send them to us. You can send them to any of the um, Life Behind Bars um, shows, any uh, uh, social media accounts, any of the 50 mil media accounts, any of our own individual accounts. You can find Graham at Officer Goodwin. Um, you're at Living Life and Learning. I'm just at Joel. 
Seth Campbell. Um, so you can find us all there. Um, if you do enjoy it, please do subscribe. Please do share it. If you don't, just don't watch it. It's that, it's that simple. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Um, I'm sure you will. Um, and that has been the end of the series. So for me, that's a, that's a goodbye. Yeah. I'm going to say goodbye. I'll leave you two to say your See you back in series two. I was going to say the same. See you next series. Got to get commissioned first. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been Life Behind Bars. And that is the end of series one. You've been listening to Life Behind Bars. Produced and created by 50 Mill Media.